0: Going on black people, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to drboyce TV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, today I'm gonna to talk about this word that uh is kind of going around the internet, this word called simp. And a lot of uh brothers are using it. And uh I'm gonna kind of dissect some of this for you in terms of where I see this movement coming from and why I want you to be careful. Because if you if you are not careful, you can end up creating a movement that is heavily, heavily anti-black. So get comfortable, buck up seatbelt. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now.
1: Here we are, isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power. Never be fake. Stick to cosign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs. Support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees. Triple ten three PhDs now on the CN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into
0: intelligence. Please none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Dr. Boyce TV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I want to say what's up to everybody. I hope you're doing well. I hope your day is going good. And uh let me just tell you, um I was um, talking to my wife and some friends, and, <clears throat> and we were talking about some things that uh, we've kind of seen on the internet, and uh, and some of this stuff was was kind of interesting, almost um, I wouldn't even say disturbing. I would just say it's just interesting. And uh, and actually, before I get started, give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me. Okay, can you guys hear me? Okay. I want to make sure that my audio is coming through all right. Let me know if you can hear me all right. Give me a yes uh, if I'm coming through, if you can hear me all right. Uh, hey, Opal Ivy and Jay Slate and Cynthia Haynes, how are you? Uh, can, can you guys hear me on Instagram? Let me know if you can hear me. Can you guys hear me? Okay, good. Thank you very much uh, for, the, for the confirmation. I appreciate that. All right, so I want to ask you all, how many of you have been following some of this uh, conversation on the internet, uh, That some of which is um, uh, uplifting and some of it, uh, unfortunately, ends up turning a little bit toxic? or frustrating uh, between Black men and Black women. How many of you have kind of seen this where in some spaces, not in all spaces, a very select space in the internet, it's almost like there's a war. There's a war between Black men and Black women. Uh, the women are saying crazy things about the men, uh, and the, the men are saying crazy things about the women. Anybody kind of noticed that and sort of seen this and been a little bit thrown off by some of this? Um, I wanted to address some of this because uh, it, it it bothers me, and it makes me kind of sad to kind of see this. And, uh, and it's interesting, for example, there's one lady who just says these crazy things about black men. And, uh, and people don't know <clears throat> that I actually kind of knew her. And, uh, and one thing I know for a fact is that in her history, her father was, had a real drug problem. And her father did some terrible things with her when she was a child. And that led her to have a hatred of black men uh, that has lasted all throughout her life. And so what you tend to see on the internet, unfortunately, is uh, and a lot of people may not know this, but I'm going to go ahead and break it down for you. A lot of your internet influencers are uh, mentally ill. You know, a lot of your your influencers that you love the most that you follow, you follow them sometimes because they're crazy, they're outrageous. They'll say things that, um, you know that that nobody else will say. Well, the reason they say crazy stuff is because they haven't, uh, they have mental health issues that have not been addressed. Uh, maybe their daddy molested them when she, her when she was little or her his mama abandoned him when he was a baby. And so as a result, every black woman he meets reminds him of his mother. Every black man she meets reminds her of her father. So uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is there's this whole conversation uh, among men. Uh, how many of you have seen, uh, for example, they got this thing called the passport bros. How many of you have seen that where they talk about uh, black men getting passports because they're so sick of American women, sick of black women. They want to go you know, around the world and find other women. Uh, first off, I'm gonna say this. I think every man should have a passport anyway. Every black man should have a passport. You know, when my daughters get married, Uh, I want them to marry men with passports that want to see the world. So I don't think there's anything wrong with having a passport. This is not anti-passport. This is really a conversation about sort of why you might feel the need to explain why you're getting your passport, right? If you're getting your passport because you want to just sort of be open to the world and be an open man, I think that's a beautiful thing. But if you're getting your passport because you're specifically going out of your way to say, I can't stand black women and I'm getting away from black women as much as possible, well, that's kind of an issue. That's a little bit of a problem, and I think that you have to be really careful in terms of how you address that that internal issue that you may have, because unfortunately, it, you know, if your language starts to sound a lot like, say, a racist or a Klansman. Uh, it can be called anti black it can become a little bit anti black and so uh so what i would encourage intelligent people to do again i i can't talk to talk to everybody i can't talk for everybody some people are going to get mad at me i know i've been called simp 10 million times because i love my wife and i stand by my woman and i'm gonna stand by her till the day i die i love being the head of a black family i love my family i love my wife i treat her well every chance i get i will roll out the red carpet for that lady until i'm golden and gray and dead so you, so if, if, if that if that makes me a simp then then go ahead and call me. Me whatever you want because i don't care what you think anyway so it doesn't really matter that much however here's the thing um what it, what does matter and what does you know concern me and the reason i'm even addressing some of this a little bit is because uh, i see a lot of people really being hurt by this language you see i think that in this in our community one of the things you have is you have um you have people that want to be good people people that want to meet somebody nice and treat them well and then you have people that don't have that plan you know you have people that want to just um Take things from other people, you know, who want to be predators. Uh, male and female. Uh, it's not just the men. It's, it's it can be women too. People that see that don't see love as an opportunity or relationships as an opportunity to form meaningful connections with other people or to build empires or to connect in a meaningful way. They see uh, relationships almost like war. Like it's me against you. It's either me or you. <clears throat> if I don't, I better. I gotta get you before you get me. Right. And uh, and so one of the things I would say for sure is that you uh, when you enter into a relationship, you got to decide what you're trying to what you're entering into. Are you entering into love? Are you entering into war? Uh, If you are entering into a war situation, but you have love in your heart, then you're going to get exploited. You're going to get harmed. Uh, If you're entering into war and the other person has love in their heart, then you're going to end up being a predator. You're going to hurt somebody else. It's almost like when Dylan Roof came into the church and he had a gun and was going to kill everybody. They came to pray. He came to shoot. That creates an awkward, horrible situation with terrible outcomes. So really what should have occurred is he shouldn't have been at the church and they shouldn't have let him in. Right. They they shouldn't let him into the church. Give me a yes if you understand what I'm saying. So some of you may enter into relationships from a position where you are whole and healthy and you want to be happy and you want to make someone else happy and you want to do right by another person. And you may run into people who, unfortunately, are just not in a good place in terms of mental health. And uh, and so one of the things I would definitely say from the very beginning is you got to watch out for people that are in that space. You know, it's almost like they've been bitten by a zombie virus. You know, they've been bitten by a zombie virus to the point where their soul has become toxic. Their soul has become full of hate, full of anger. And someone like that is going to take everything that's vulnerable about you and they're going to destroy and they're going to traumatize you to the point where you're going to get bitten by the zombie virus. Uh, most people who hurt other people will be able to tell you a thousand stories about how somebody else hurt them. I guarantee you 99 times out of a hundred, when you see a man who says, we don't love these hoes and F these women and these women ain't nothing. And you a simp if you're nice to a woman and I'm, and I'm, I I control these women. I do this and do that. I bet you that if you go back in his history, there is some point where he loved a woman and he was vulnerable to a woman and he got hurt. So what then occurs is, the natural reaction, almost like building a scab on your uh, skin. Some people have scabs on their soul, right? You build a scab on your soul that says, uh, the reason I got hurt is because I was too nice. I was too good of a person. They, you know, this, this is where they come up with these, these myths that being a nice guy is a bad thing or that nice guys always finish last. Um, I don't think nice guys finish last. I, I, I've been a nice guy my whole life. I love being a nice guy. Uh, but I do think that at the same time, uh, I did learn to protect my kindness from people that I felt were going to exploit that, right? I I learned to protect myself from being bitten by the zombie virus. Because one of the things you gotta watch out for is that these conversations, these very toxic unhealthy conversations where uh, you have men that build entire platforms on how much they hate women and then women who build entire platforms on how much they hate men. Uh, First of all, a lot of these people are gay anyway. Like a lot of them don't even want, like, like it's a dude who is mad, he's mad at women because women be taking all his men. Like, let's just be clear about that. That, that does occur, right? Uh, but then, but then, or, or a woman who wants to be with women. And and I, I had a friend who went to one of the, these uh, conferences where they had a lot of hardcore uh, feminists there. And she said, I, I never got hit on more than I did when I went to the women's <laughs> empowerment event. She said, I got hit on by all these women. And she said, I didn't come here to be harassed the way I am when I'm around men. And so, so there are people that, uh, for, for their own personal reasons just have no use for men i mean why you know if, if i'm a woman who doesn't ever want a man why would i say good things about men i want to eliminate the competition right that's a comp- competitive thing uh, but then, and then also uh, for those who are not uh, in that category what you're gonna find is if you look back in their past you're gonna find a couple things typically one uh if it's a man that really has a big issue with women and on every level chances are nine times out of ten that man did not have a father who stayed married to his mother. He did not have a father. And this is unfortunately, this is where the decay, the cultural and social decay of your community has had a huge impact on you. Uh, If a man does not grow up watching his father love his mother, if he does not grow up seeing a man who cares enough about his children to be in the house every day with the kids, stay up waiting for the kids to come home, make sure the kids get up and go to school, make sure you get picked up at the bus stop every day, then he's never experienced a man's love in that in, in in that particular context, he doesn't even know what that looks like. He doesn't even understand why in the world would any man spend time with a bunch of kids when he could be out in the street getting hoes. Like why you know why would a man spend his time with one woman and and loving one one wife when he could be out in the street having you know ten girlfriends and eight babies' mamas, right? You know, nine times out of ten, the men I guarantee it. Look up the background whenever you find a man who's just women this and women that and these this and these women that look at his background you're not typically gonna find a strong stable sturdy father who was there in the household with his mother on a daily basis he got a daddy probably somewhere you know I'm, I'm not saying that everybody has a daddy but that's different from having a father who was married to your mother who where you watched him day in and day out make sacrifices on behalf of a woman and put a woman in a sacred space where she's not to be messed with, right? You've ne- he, he's probably never seen that. Give me a yes if you understand where I'm coming from with this, right? So, so how in the world can you um exemplify something where you've never seen done as an example? How and how can they understand what that sort of love even looks like when you've never had a chance to really see it on a daily basis, right? So, 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 so part of my heart goes out to them because. Uh, I think manhood has to be taught. I really do. I think that you have to learn. There are rules to manhood that you have to figure out. And another man typically teaches you that. And if there's never a man around, then what, what do you do? Well, unfortunately, a lot of young black boys have to turn to these rappers. They start listening to their favorite rapper and they hear their favorite rapper say i hate these hoes. these hoes ain't nothing these women ain't nothing and blah blah blah, blah i don't want to be no sip so they start absorbing this nonsense right and they send unfortunately they end up carrying that and a lot of it's really just talk also because a lot of times what we show externally isn't how we're feeling on the inside right so so that same guy who talked tough about women on the outside. You know, there, there's some woman that's got the key to his soul. There's some women out there that can that can tell him what to do or whatever the case may be. That, this is this is typically what can occur. Same thing is true with women. You'll have women that will talk a big game in front of other women. I've seen it. I've seen women who talk a big game – about other, you know, about men. Men ain't this, and I would never put up with that, and well, I would never let no man do this to me. But yeah, you get in front of them, and, and they, and if they're attracted to you, or they think you're sexy, or they try to get something from you, they'll, they'll, they'll bow down and submit and do all the things they can do to keep you. Uh, but they have to maintain a certain persona. Um, the other thing that you'll notice too, unfortunately, with men who say crazy things about black women online, like go publicly, like go out of their way to talk about how much disdain they have for black women is you would typically find some degree of significant pain in their past. You would typically find uh, some experience where maybe something happened with their baby's mama and their baby mama wouldn't let them see the kids. Uh, their mo- their mother, uh, you, you know, this is the worst case. If their mother uh, was not an, a, a good person, you know, their mother was on drugs Maybe she was a prostitute. Maybe their mother was mean, because there's a lot of trauma in the community where you have some mothers. uh, You know, in the the crack era, just did a number on the black community. Number one, but then number two, sometimes uh, traumatized black women can be really mean to their sons, and their sons can grow a resentment toward how mean their mother was. You know, wouldn't give them love, wouldn't hug them, but would yell at them for every little thing, and that can carry over into adulthood also. If you don't get therapy, this is one of the reasons why I highly recommend anybody who's got those issues, if you're walking around angry all the time, if you just pissed off at the world and you think uh, that everybody's out to get you, you probably need to kind of talk to somebody, right? You know, find, you know, there's nothing wrong with a therapist, man. It'll make your life so much better. I promise you. It really does. And so anyway, do me a favor, uh, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. And uh and uh, right now I'm engaging in the highly unpopular act of actually speaking up on some of this um, anti-black behavior that's going on in the community. I know that some of the guys are not going to like it. So, you know, I, I, I see it all the time. And and when I got married, I, I had I had, a, I had a bunch of dudes that said, oh, that's simping, that's simping. I said, well, let me just go ahead and just show you what manhood looks like. And uh, maybe some of you are going to listening and be not be afraid to come out of your shell. So uh, I have no shame in that. And also, I have a new book out. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. Uh, this is how. This is for anybody that wants to build a family empire that lasts for two hundred years. Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's an Amazon bestseller. So feel free uh, to go take a look at that book if you'd like to take a look at it. I'll also be in Houston on uh, April twenty first for a two day Black Wealth Bootcamp. So just go to boyswalkins.com and you can find all that information. All right. So let's get back into it. Let's get back into it. So. Um, so the same thing I said about the men, though, is also true for the women. Um, one thing I noticed is that uh, that there is a lack of interest in hearing why there are men that are frustrated with uh, their experiences with black women. I think that there is um, there is uh, there's not enough people in this country that listen to men. Uh, I think that these men have a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, a lot of hurt that they've experienced. Uh, I think also at the same time, uh, I think that uh, the the women that speak crazy, say crazy things about black men, nine times out of 10, if you look at their father, uh, that's going to tell you a lot. In fact, I even tell guys all the time, I say, look, if you date a woman, you decide you want to be with that woman, go ask her, let her talk about her dad. And if she has nothing but negative, crazy things to say about her father and how much she can't stand him and how much he hurt her, you got to be really careful. Because uh, there there are theories in psychology that say we end up marrying our parents. That basically your father is going to be your your first boyfriend, and your rest of your boyfriends are going to be modeled after him. So you're either chasing something that's similar to your father, or you're um, or or you maybe you're chasing the opposite. Or at the very least, when you get mad at that man, you think you're mad at him, but really you're just mad at men because the man the first man that was supposed to be there for you was not there for you. The first man who was supposed to love you, protect you, guide you, support you wasn't there so that is some heavy stuff and the fact that we as black people don't really want to do therapy like that is literally the most the most destructive thing we can do to ourselves because you're not even healing you're not even fixing that damage you know and 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 what's happened is we've normalized not having a father. We think that that is as normal as having a broken toenail. Uh, but nobody would ever normalize not having a mother. If I said, uh, well, that reason that little boy is stealing so much is because he doesn't, his mama died when he was seven. You'd be like, oh, I get it, now I understand. Oh, that's so terrible to go through. But when you talk about a black child not having a father, we're like, oh, well, ain't nobody got a daddy, so it's no big deal. No, not having a daddy is, is a very big deal. It has such a huge impact on the way we evolve into adults and how we carry ourselves. And if you don't get therapy to fix that, you're going to be confused by all your relationships for your whole entire life. You're going to be constantly hurt. You're going to be constantly mad. You're either going to get traumatized, or you're going to traumatize other people. Either because you've been bitten by the zombie virus in the black community. The zombie virus in the black community is this thing called trauma. And when you get bitten by that virus, you become a vampire and you go around biting other people. You get traumatized. You go around traumatizing other people. There was this movie. Did anybody else see this movie? Me and my wife saw it. It was it was a really good movie. I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the screenshot. on, on the screen so you can see it. Cause I, I want you to kind of look at it. It's got this creepy, creepy, creepy image that goes with it. And, uh, and there was this movie called smile. Did anybody ever see the movie smile? Woo buddy. That movie was so, um, was so good. And, uh, and let me tell you about this movie smile. I didn't realize I thought it was just a horror movie until I watched it. And then I found out that, that it was much deeper than a horror movie. Smile is a movie about, uh, people that would go around and do these crazy stuff. Like they would, um, they would like, cut, like somebody would cut their own head off, but they would do it with a smile on their face. And, uh, and so, so it was, it was, it was scary, but, but there, there's the image by the way of, of the movie smile. Uh, if you, if you want to go see it. it's if you're into horror movies, I, I highly recommend it. It's very, very good. But anyway, in this movie smile, what, what was going on was that if you witnessed another person, uh, killing themselves with a smile on their face, then you would lose your mind. And eventually you would end up doing the same thing. The same person who saw somebody else do it would go like five days later, would lose their mind. And then one day they would just shoot themselves in the head and and be smiling like this, like bang. Right. And it was crazy. Right. And what was going on in this movie was they took this, what they were basically communicating is the virus called trauma. That, that the reason the person would eventually kill themselves with a smile on their face is because they were traumatized by seeing somebody else do it. So if you saw somebody else do it, you would do it. And then the person that you did it in front of would catch the virus and they would do it to themselves. So effectively, that's what I think about when I think about the black community is that we have this trauma that becomes very contagious. We traumatize each other, we we, we we have our trauma, that causes us to flip out, go off on other people, attack other people, harm other people. I'm gonna get you before you get me. You're, you're coming into a relationship thinking it's all love, I'm coming in thinking that it's war, so I eventually exploit you, I harm you, I abuse you, I mistreat you, and then next thing you know, you say, oh, well, that's what you got to do. You know, nice guys finish last. Well, I don't want to be no simp, so F these hoes. You go from being the nice guy who would open the door for a woman, who would you know roll out a red carpet for a woman who wanted to treat the lady nice, to being the guy who says, no, if you treat these women nice, they walk all over you, so I don't treat women good at all. Right. I don't want to be no simp. Right. And then next thing you know, you traumatize a woman. And the next thing you know, she's going into her relationships with that same mindset. So you're creating this warlike environment within your families. And let me tell you why this is heavily anti-black and why you got to be real careful about this rhetoric. It's incredibly anti-black because when you talk about black people, you got to care about the survival of the black community. Give me a yes in the chat if you care about the survival of Black people. Give me a yes, if you want Black people to live. Give me a yes in the chat, if you believe on a fundamental level that Black lives matter. How many of you believe that Black lives matter? Give me a yes in the chat. Everybody everybody, put a yes in the chat, if you believe that Black lives matter. All right, so we're coming to an agreement. Yes, Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Okay, well, if Black lives matter, then that means that you care about the survival of Black people, right? Now, If you care about the survival of black people and black lives matter to you, then you must by default care about the survival of black families because people can't exist without um, without a family, without family giving them life. And then family creates the protective shell that allows that young flower to grow in an unobstructed fashion, in a protected fashion. So what has occurred is you're still doing the reproducing. You're still getting together in cuffing season every year and making babies and not wearing condoms and all this other crazy stuff that's going on in the community. I don't understand any of that, to be honest with you, Um, because I didn't even do that when I was young. I mean, I had sex like everybody else, but I wasn't trying to go and have a bunch of babies because that's an easy way for you to go broke. But then what's happening is that because you're not healing from the trauma and you're not fixing yourselves and showing up in your relationships ready to maintain this beautiful institution called a family your children are growing up unprotected. Every study I have ever seen says that little kids that grow up in a broken family are more likely to fall to the bottom of every single socioeconomic scale imaginable. Every psychosomatic Issue that a human being can face <laughs> to, is more likely if you grow up in a broken family. I'm not making fun of anybody. If you are a single parent, I'm not making fun of you. I understand life happens. Uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not dogging anybody. This is not a criticism of anybody. This is just a freaking fact, man. Do you know how many police officers I know who talk about little girls and little boys who get molested by their mothers' boyfriends? That that's just one trauma right there. Your, your daughter's getting molested. You don't even know it. You think that you met the love of your life and he he got out of jail. He's looking at your daughter. He, he might not be looking at you, right? And, 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 and we don't even talk about these things. We don't talk about how unprotected our kids are. We don't talk about the fact that if you go into any penitentiary and you talk to the little boys in the penitentiary or the young men and you say, what was your childhood like growing up? Most of them did not grow up in a stable household. Most of them did not grow up with a mother and a father that loved them and protected them. That protection of a family is critical for uh for a, a child to be able to grow up in a space where he is allowed to become whatever he's supposed to be. You know, and, and, and that's just the honesty God truth. If you uh you know if you think about it, um think about it, look at how many how many trillions of dollars in black wealth gets lost. Because we have kids that grow up as geniuses who could have been anything, who could have become president of the United States, who could have become uh, a CEO, who could have become millionaires and billionaires. Who literally end up, you know, getting sucked in by thug culture or end up getting sucked in by the Cardi B popular pussy culture or end up getting uh, sucked in by crappy public school systems or end up in a situation where uh, where you are where, where you're just, you know, where you're not even capable of making good choices in your life. End up with a stack of babies, mamas, and running up and down the street. Like, think about this. When you don't have the protection of a a good family around a child, that child is not going to grow into what they're supposed to be. uh, because you have to protect the child the same way you protect the flower. If you protect, if you have a beautiful flower that's supposed to be valuable and grow into something special, that flower has to be in a pure protected space. It has to be watered appropriately. It has to grow up in fertile soil. And you're trying to grow your flowers in toxic soil. And because you're growing your flowers in toxic soil, well then voila, what do you get? You get a lot of toxic people. You get a lot of toxic, unhealthy people. So one of the things I'm gonna suggest, and this is the thing I'm gonna throw out here, and for you to consider this is for intelligent black people only. Any of the idiots, I don't care what they think. They can say what they want, right? Because I'm a happy, I'm a happy man. I'm I'm not pretending to be happy. I'm really truly happy with my life. And I and I just want to support anybody else who wants to be happy. Um, you gotta detox. You have to detox. Cause most of us, how many of you went through stuff as a kid that you shouldn't have gone through? How many of you saw stuff that you shouldn't have seen? Um, you know, had people do things to you that shouldn't have happened, you know, maybe your daddy, you know, for me, uh, one thing that occurred in my life was that my biological father was not there at all when I was born. The day I was born, he was already gone. Right? He was in jail, in our jail for drugs, all that. I, I got lucky enough to find another man that raised me from the time I was three. And he took me in as, as his son. And to him, I owe everything. He taught me everything about being a man. He taught me how to not be scared of, you know, idiots online. They got stupid stuff to say because he taught me about mental toughness. So I'm 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 good in that category. Um, you know, but but at the end of the day, you know, it's like we all went through some stuff. A lot of us did. Some of you may maybe didn't. You're lucky if you didn't. But a lot of us did. And uh, and I really want you to understand that it ain't supposed to be like that. Uh, half the shit that you see in the black community ain't supposed to happen. You ain't supposed to have your auntie, you know, take out a credit card in your name when you're nine years old and ruin your credit. You weren't supposed to have your crackhead uncle st- steal your grandma's purse, you know, on, on, on Easter Sunday. Or you weren't supposed to have to watch your, 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 your mama shoot her own brother in the front yard because he was on drugs or he was he was drunk and was trying to beat up everybody in the house you weren't supposed to grow up in a house where food was was so scarce that you had to go to the neighbor's house in order to eat like you weren't supposed to go through that and what happens is that black people we get stuck in what i call the trauma olympics we love to how many of you have ever sat around and just listened to black people compare trauma stories as if as if being traumatized is part of being black like if somebody says they had a happy childhood and they had a they had a good um, you know they, they 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 like if somebody grew up and says, says hey I grew up when I grew up we had plenty of food and we were we lived in a nice neighborhood and my parents both my parents stayed married and and we had plenty of money like people you know a lot of people will look at that like well you ain't really black. You ain't really gone through, you ain't really gone through nothing. Let me tell you what I went through, right? <laughs> like like we really have the trauma Olympics or the oppression Olympics. That's what you go. It's like the freaking oppression Olympics where we will sit around and compare the most horrible stories and see whose story is the most tragic. Well, I got molested and I got raped four times on my birthday. And then my daddy walked out and, and my mama shot my sister in the toe. Like, like we really will do that. And we think we, we're we proud of that. Like, we think that that is like, oh, that's, oh, you really went through the blackest. Look at all I done overcame. I done overcame all the good. The help of Jesus got me through the touch and touch. And then I was in the blah, blah, blah. And then I went to jail. Then I was on drugs. Man, stop that. Stop that. And Stop doing that to your kids. And seriously, like, you know, and, and the guys, you know, the guys are like, if you're just making babies and stuff, like, come on, man. Like you're ruining your life. Like, like, fix it. Fix yourself. Fix yourself. Like, you know, like, if you're gonna go broke and then you're gonna have every disease in the book, and your life is gonna be terrible, and you're gonna, and then you go some, get on go, get, on, get online and start getting mad at single mothers when you got eight kids and eight babies, mamas, but somehow you think single mothers are the devil. I'm not saying single mothers don't play a role in their outcomes. They, they, they did have sex with that man, but this whole vilification of single mothers is 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 weird to me. And, and why are you blaming the kids? Like, why are you talking about black children like somehow black children are a curse or black children are a liability? Like, oh man, you 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 taking care of somebody else's seed, you a simp. You take care of somebody else's kids, you a simp. Well, first of all, fuck you. But then second of all, <laughs> those black children are gonna be leading the future. When your ass is old and gray and sitting up in a nursing home you're going to to be looking like the old man in the nursing home that nobody visits because you didn't invest in any human beings in your life. You're not thinking long-term. You got to understand investment in children is how you protect yourself in old age. And also black children are going to be leading the black community and our children are our most valuable resource. So I understand if you don't want to have kids, I understand if you don't want to participate in supporting other people's children, that is totally fine, but don't put down those people in the community who are cleaning up for some of y'all's raggedy asses. You got eight kids with eight babies mamas, and you up here talking about making fun of single mothers, and you out here making fun of men that are cleaning up your mess. That's the funny part, is when you have a guy that's got multiple kids and multiple babies mamas who's making fun of men who are taking care of other men's kids. They taking care of your kids because you're too irresponsible to do it yourself. Like, do you understand that we have some men who have stepped up in a very noble way for the black communities to say, you know what? I'm gonna love this child, even though this isn't my child, but some raggedy nigga is out here who making babies talking about single mothers, ain't nothing. And only a simp gonna take care of somebody else's kids. And he's taking care of your children. He's taking care of you. You need to thank that man. You need to get on your knees and say, thank you, sir, for doing the job I did not do because there's nothing more pathetic than a man who is not available for his children. That is sad. And as quick as you are to get mad at single mothers and talk bad about single mothers, you need to also talk about the men that are creating single mothers. You need to talk about that too. If you can't talk about both of them, then don't talk about one of them because you obviously never learned biology and you never learned that it takes two people to make a baby. Not one woman in the history of this earth, I don't care what they tell you about gayness and transgenderness or nothing, not one woman on this earth has ever made a baby by herself, ever. Not ever. So, where am I going with this? What I'm saying to you right now is that if you're going to talk about Black relationships, either have a balanced conversation or just keep it to yourself. You have a right to have any policy you want when it comes to dating. If you say, look, I don't want to date a woman with kids, I don't want to date a man with kids, okay, do that. That's fine. That's what people do. But if you're making fun of the people who have stepped up to help clean up the mess that people like you might have made, making babies and not taking care of them, and you making fun of the man who says, you know what, I want to be a good man. And, I, and this kid is sweet. This kid didn't even ask for this situation. I'm going to step up for a black child, for the preservation of black life, for the preservation of the black community, so this child don't grow up and be a raggedy-ass thug like his daddy and go out here and kill somebody else's child. That man is a hero to the community. That man is somebody you need to look up to and the reason maybe you're talking shit about him is because you know you can never be a man that strong, you can never be a man that good, you can never be a man that noble. So look, at the end of the day, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. If you want to get a passport and go to Brazil and find a woman, do that. I don't care. If you want if you are mad about feminism or whatever, fine. I'm mad about feminism too. I don't like there's some things about it I don't like also. But if you're going to have a conversation, about black relationships just understand that's a delicate conversation and it's and, and I encourage everybody who's participating in these conversations only listen to these conversations from people that have an appreciation and a respect for the community only have the conversations with people who are able to have some kind of balance that, that are literally thinking how do we talk about this in a way that's going to preserve our community and make our people better not people who are going to sit around and scapegoat and sit here and literally talk. And if you want to know the honest to God truth, I did my best to try to to hear everything that the late Kevin Samuels had to say. I had nothing against this man. This man did a video about me uh, a couple, two, three years ago. And in the video, he was actually respectful of me and supportive of me. So I'm careful not to be critical at all. But I didn't, one of the things I could not understand was I said, how come every thumbnail I look at is a thumbnail where you're making fun of women, but I don't see balance in the conversation. You're you're teaching young men that women are the source of all their problems, and I don't think that's true. Brother, look, you are the source of your problems. You are the source of everything that happens to you. You are a man. A man should have the ability to manifest the reality that's all around him. So if your reality all around you is negative and toxic and terrible and sad and depressing, well, then maybe you've got some things internally you have to fix. Maybe you've got to work on the types of relationships that you choose. Maybe you have to figure some things out internally. But but for you to to spend all your time saying, women are the reason for all of my problems, that's not very masculine. That's, that's really... Almost bitchy, almost bitchy, and a little bit strange, you know. Um. It, it, so, so what I would just say, you know, is, and I get it. I know, not everybody's going to agree with what I had to say, um, on this. And I'm not here to ask for agreement. I'm not asking for any of that. I'm asking you to hear what I'm saying. If you can just hear what I'm saying, then give me a yes. If you can't hear what I'm saying, then fine, go somewhere else. There, there's some echo chamber out there, I'm sure, that will simply validate whatever you already believe and keep telling you these things. And also remember. The Conversation that I have as a 51 year old man is not the same conversation I might have as a 25 year old man. So, if you are in your 20s or in your early 30s, even and you don't understand this, I completely get it. <clears throat> you know, um, but 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 what I'm saying, so what I'm really talking to other people that understand the toxicity of some of these discussions and and some of the energy that's kind of being put out there, and and understanding that this is very anti black energy, you know, uh, you know, I, I just really think. That we uh, have to have people that frame the conversation in a healthy way, uh, not in a way that's just going to get YouTube views, uh, you know, because because toxicity in the black community is always an attention grabber. Toxic content always shoots to the top of the pile because everybody loves to see black people acting crazy because they don't have any respect for you. They think that you're a bunch of ridiculous, crazy people. They think your men hate your women. Your women hate your men. And all of you hate your children. That's what they think about you. And that's why toxic black behavior will always get the most attention because you're addicted to that same level of poison it starts when you were a child, when you were traumatized, abandoned, mistreated, neglected, and all this other stuff. Now you carry that into adulthood. You start screaming about it on the internet and everybody loves the show. So for those of you, that want to get away from the chaos, here's a few quick tips I will give you. I'm going to lay out I always like to end with some solutions instead of just, um, instead of just talking framing the problem, but, uh, but, uh, do me a favor before that, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and, uh, we like to have intelligent conversations on this platform. So if you appreciate intelligent conversations, then please, uh, come back. If you don't, then, um, you should go somewhere else. Okay. So, um, so here's, here's the solution in my view. If I were talking to men, what I would say, especially young men who who want to hear what I have to say, um, I can say this: I'm 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 a genuinely happy person. Um, I'm happy with the woman that I I chose. I've had plenty of choices in terms of women because I've been I've had money for a long time, and money and fame and all the things that women like. So I've had I had plenty of options, and I'm very happy with the woman I chose. I'm very happy with my life. I'm very happy with myself. Um, So I can say this as an example of somebody. Uh, And I say this because I don't think you should ever take relationship advice from people that are not in happy relationships. A lot of people that complain the most about women or the most about men are people that are not in happy relationships with either one. That woman, she's single and miserable, and she's mad because some man left her at the altar. The man is single and miserable because his baby mama won't let him see the kids, or his mama used to cuss him out every morning when he got up for breakfast, right? Or abandon him so she can go smoke crack or something. That's that's what it is, right? So so I so I start there, and I say to you, the best pathway to happiness is following your own path. Uh, I think that the quickest way to make yourself miserable is to allow peer pressure to shape how you make decisions. You know, so if you love a woman and you want to treat that woman well, uh, and she's worthy of that kind of treatment, then treat her well. Uh, anybody who runs around says you're a simp because you're being nice to that woman, or because you did something nice to her, and you want to treat her like a queen and all this other stuff. Um, don't listen to any of that crap. Like that's the that's like the worst advice ever. The worst advice ever is for somebody to tell you that you're gonna get somebody to love you more by treating them worse. And if there is somebody who thinks that way, that's probably not a good person for you to have a relationship with because um, because love feels better than hate love feels better than trauma love feels better than being mean to somebody all the time especially somebody who might be the mother of your kids um that's a sacred space that's a sacred role so uh, so that's the first thing I would say to men is do what be a leader don't be a follower um you know they I hear guys use terms like alpha you know I'm alpha this and alpha that and I'm like no but alphas don't really if you're really an alpha and really a leader then you shouldn't be afraid to go your own path. Despite what everybody else says, so and I can tell you this, I I truly care could care less who disagrees or agrees with what I say. I think about my own life and what's gonna make me happy, and I follow that path. Period. Um, The second thing I would say to women is, um, first of all, I'm sorry if your feelings are hurt by some of what you're seeing. I, I I don't get me wrong. We have some crazy behavior from some of the women but I also see so many great black women, like the ones that that I see in the platforms or when I go to different cities and stuff. And I just have so much appreciation for you all. And I, and my heart goes out because one thing that uh, people don't talk about enough is that when in the 1990s, when Joe Biden passed all those uh, crack laws and, and crime bills, he incarcerated lots and lots and lots of black men. So that means that a lot of good quality men are sitting in prison right now and their sons were growing up without a father. So their sons are now in their twenties and thirties running around saying that women ain't shit and I hate women and all this other stuff. Uh, when the reality is that the man who was supposed to teach them manhood, uh, was locked up a long time ago. And there have been scientific studies about this. The, the economist magazine in England did a study on the black community. And they said that for every 1% increase in the incarceration rate, there's a 2.1% increase in the percentage of black women who don't get married. So they said this has created an, an imbalance in the ecosystem of dating and relationships in the black community. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. And so, um, so I, I hate that. I hate that for you. And I also hate the fact that, um, that we have grown into a community where we are so accustomed to fatherlessness, fatherless homes. We've so become so accustomed to daddy living down the street around the block Uh, Or or across the state that we forget about the fact that before integration, before you started acting like white folks, you actually had your daddy in the house. Your daddy was with your mama cooking breakfast for you every morning. Your father was walking you to school every day. And somehow we don't understand that how much of a difference that makes. Uh, You know, I'm sure. Okay. Seeing your daddy once every two weeks is nice. But that ain't the same as having a father that's tucking you in the bed every night and with you every single morning when you wake up for school. That's a whole different reality. You know, and and so I personally think that um, that that women are in a tough spot to some extent. Uh, I think that there's a lot of crazy culture that's teaching women to be bad bitches and, the you know, strong, independent this and, and career oriented that. And they're not really, I think, sort of preparing you on how to choose a good man and how to treat that good man well. Right. So so either women. So so two big mistakes I've seen from a lot of young women is either choosing the wrong men, because maybe we grow up fantasizing about the men we see on TV, the rappers and all this other stuff who have zero respect for women. I don't know why anybody would want to be in a relationship with somebody who's just going to beat you up and impregnate your friend and and, and then abandon the baby like that doesn't make any sense. But but, you know, there's the bad boy era. Right. The bad boy thing where we're we're attracted to that rapper persona, which unfortunately a lot of men um, internalize which ends up becoming very unhealthy so they either choose the wrong men or when they get the right men they choose they treat them poorly they treat them poorly they say oh well you're nice to me and it, it, that makes you a simp what's wrong with you to be nice to me when really i see that as a statement of 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 reflection of how you feel about yourself so when you meet a man and think about this when you've never i took my daughters out in hawaii And we went to Ruth Chris restaurant and the bill was $420. This happened this week. And I told my wife, I said, let's get the girls dressed up. Let's take them to a really nice restaurant. Let's give them a really nice experience in this restaurant. And I said, it's important that we do this because I need them to expect a certain level of treatment from every man that engages with them. I need them to feel like any man that is worthy of them has to match the image that we are printing in their head in terms of what they actually deserve. Right. And uh, and so so what effectively occurs in some cases is when you never really had that, when you never had a man that was really interested in you and protecting you and there for you, who wasn't also trying to have sex with you, then unfortunately, uh, some of the women end up lowering their standards. And when you lower that standard, then what happens is when a man comes along and says, Hey girl, I'm gonna treat you well. I'm gonna take you to the nicest whatever. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the nicest things for you. Maybe you see that as some sort of a liability on his part because maybe deep down your self-esteem is talking and your self-esteem says, "Well, if he's really that great of a man, why would he be nice to somebody like me? Why would he treat me like a queen? I'm not a queen." I'm just a regular hood chick, so he should be. So I want the guy who's gonna ignore me. I want the guy who's gonna act like I don't matter. I want the guy who uh, who, who's 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 gonna you know who's gonna make me feel like he might walk away or might punch me in the face at any moment or whatever, right? And so so ultimately, it's a lot of it links back to self esteem. Fathers give daughters their self esteem. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Fathers are the ones that give the daughter her confidence and her self-esteem. Do you know how many conversations I've had with my little girl? I'm her bonus dad, by the way. She's got a great father, and we work together to make sure these kids are protected. I'm very proud of that. And I, and do you know how many times I've had conversations with her about things that involve confidence and mental toughness, where she comes crying about something, and I say, no, 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 we're going to toughen them. No, no, no. you you're the daughter of the king. and you, By being the daughter of the king, what does that make you? She said, it makes me the princess. I said, exactly. So you carry yourself like a princess. This is how we're going to do this, right? Fathers give daughters that 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 confidence, that self esteem, because uh, when your father's never there, it's very easy to think, well, gosh the first man who was supposed to love me didn't even want me so why would any man really want me and love me and want to be there for me and and i'm not even talking about what can happen when the mother's bitterness spills over into the daughter you know don't never trust these men cuz let me tell you what these men do these men do this and these men do that so then you're carrying all this into your future relationships and then you wonder why nothing ever works out you know why you got 3 kids with 3 daddies and none of the daddies want to be around you or the children Uh, So, so I really think that there's a lot of healing that has to occur. I really think that black people who really want to do better. And and again, I'm not making fun of you for where you come from. We all come, a lot of us come from toxic situations. I, again, I told you, my father abandoned me before I was even born. I, um, you gotta heal. That's the point. You gotta heal. You have to learn how to construct your relationships from the bottom up. Take a class. If you have to (laughs) read books, (laughs) you know, like, like learn, learn these things. This information is out there. But if you try to just lean on what you want to do instinctually, a lot of times you're just going to do it wrong. And uh, and I, can, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I met my wife. I did not meet my wife in the club. I met my wife in the library. And, um, and, 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 and the thing is that I can't tell you how many times uh, I, I met women that would love to be with me now who thought that I was lame because I used to study so much. And, um, and part of the reason, like, I, I, I really can't even think about a time where I really, really was interested in a woman and she chose uh, to be with another guy because he was more fun. He was the bad boy. He actually would kill people. He killed people for a living. I'm not kidding. And, uh, and I remember thinking to myself, even at the age of 20, like, I don't want to have to kill people in order to impress you. What makes you think that that makes a good man? He's going to end up dead or in jail. And he did. He ended up in jail. He didn't get killed, but he ended up in prison. And um, and I and honestly, when I look back on that, I think that that was her thinking because she never knew any better. She never taught nobody. her, Her father never taught her that that is not the kind of man that you want to be with. It may be exciting, but that's not something one that you can build with. That's not a man that's going to protect your children. That's not a man that's going to be able to provide for a family in an appropriate way. That's not going to create a healthy, happy life. So yeah, I think sometimes you may have to just relearn some stuff. That's what I'm advising right if you, if you want to get away from the toxic stuff, first of all stand up to it you know just stand up to it just say no, we don't talk about black women like this and men we have to do this you know look we don't talk about black women like that you can you can express your concerns, but we don't sit around and talk about how horrible black women are as if somehow white women are better or Asian women are better or whatever. Maybe they, maybe some of them have some benefits that black women don't have, like growing up with a mother and a father who are both protecting them, right? So, so that does play a part, right? I think also women, um, I think women uh, setting standards, I think is really important. I think making sure that if you have the best love to give another person, save it, love yourself enough to save that love for the right person, But then also learn uh, little things like trust. Trust is so important in a relationship. If you've been traumatized, it's hard as hell to trust. And the problem is you don't think that you don't trust people. You think you trust people. But the problem is you have a small margin of error. And you've forgotten that human beings make mistakes. That human beings are human. So so you think you're like, oh, I don't have any trust issues. But he better not mess up. He better not mess up. He better not mess up. Right, So the minute he's late for a date or the minute he forgets to do one thing or does one thing wrong, you're running for the hills. You, you're a track star now running running away because you're so scared of being hurt and being traumatized again. So part of strength, this is, in my view, this is for black people that want to be strong. Uh, I am i don't know how strong I am compared to other people. I don't, I'm not in a competition, but I consider myself to be a strong black man. Like I ain't scared of nothing. Like I, I especially people just yapping, you know, like on the internet, I've had, I probably had a thousand videos made about me. Some of them got two or 300,000 views. I never watched any of them because the opinions just don't. I don't give a shit. Right. But so I can tell you that one of the things about strength is something that people don't understand. Anybody who's always like this, you know, who's always got their dukes up, who's always protecting something, always defensive, always scared, always like scared of being a simp and everything else. That's not a strong person. That's a person who has to put up big defenses to protect a soft interior. They're, that's a person who's afraid of being hurt. So I call if so, whenever I see a man treating a woman kindly, I say, nah, last time I did that, I got played, I got my feelings hurt, and I, I couldn't get off the floor. So that's a simp. That's a simp over there, right? So the real strength comes in knowing that you can be vulnerable to another person, that you can really love that person and be there for that person and know that you still might get hurt. Know that you still might get screwed over, knowing that you still might get traumatized, right? And knowing that you can come back from that. Just knowing that, like, you know what? Hey, I gave everything to my relationship. I gave everything to my woman. I treated my wife the best I could. And I still got screwed at the end. But guess what? I'm going to live to love again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recover. I'm going to heal. I'm going to process how I feel. And then I'm going to come back even stronger next time. That's real strength. The real strength comes in knowing you can be vulnerable and it's not going to destroy you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, So building that, but building that strength requires doing the work you got to dig into those feelings. You got to figure out if you hate all women, you got to figure out why you hate women so much. And then your therapist might take you back to when your mama did some crazy stuff to you when you were a kid or how or you felt when your baby's mama wouldn't let you see the kids no more or whatever, right? And once you work through all that, you eventually gain a type of resilience that allows you to say, hey, I'm open. You know what? <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet somebody great. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to form a healthy relationship. I'm going to love the shit out of them. And if things don't go well, that's okay. I'm going to be all right because I'm strong enough to bounce back. That to me is the type of strength that people don't talk about. Um, People that appear to be the strongest are in many cases the weakest because they feel so dead set on protecting their interior. So be strong. If you're going to be strong, be truly strong. Don't just pretend to be strong. Don't just, you know, having a bunch of tattoos and talking about I'm a masculine alpha man and I'm I'm an alpha male and I got a cigar and I got a glass of whiskey. That makes me a man. I'm a man. No, No, a strong man sometimes is the quiet man. Sometimes a strong man is just the man who just does whatever the hell he needs to do. Uh, The strong man is the man who knows he's going to be okay no matter what happens. Strength does not mean that you are impenetrable. Right? Strength does not mean that you will never fail. Strength does not mean that you will never get hurt. Strength does not mean that you'll never be you know under attack and have something bad happen to you. Strength to me is knowing that that these things can occur and that you're gonna still be fine. right. So when you see sort of these outward projections of masculinity, like, you know, when the guy's really going out of his way, like I grew a beard and I have and I have extra tattoos and I and I speak with a deep voice and I smoke a cigar while I'm doing my podcast. That makes me a man. You know, like, like that. All that is like to me, that's that's like cover. Like you're like, OK, I'm trying to send this impression that I'm masculine when the reality is that I don't really want you to know who I truly am. Right? I'm scared to really show you all sides of me because I think that there are only side, certain sides of me that are appropriate and worthy of love, attention, or respect. Right? And so, so part of my confidence, me gaining the confidence to stand out here and stage shit that nobody else will say, comes from self-love. It was a journey of me learning how to love Boyce, even when Boyce fucks up, even when Boyce looks like an idiot, even when Boyce looks like a punk. Right. Like even when Boyce is a nerd, like you say, you say Boyce is a nerd. I'll be like, yeah, I am kind of nerdy. I read eight books last week. You know, whatever. Right. Like I, I love that. You know, because at the end of the day, I, I, what what you feel about me is is highly secondary to what I feel about myself. I've, I've done a thorough review of Boyce and he's all right. I like that guy. <laughs> right? Right? So so learn to love yourself. And then when you love yourself, you will pr- naturally protect yourself. When you love yourself, you'll naturally protect yourself from the people who aren't going to love you in a way that you deem to be appropriate. So I will be in every relationship I've been in. I like to. I'm very proud of the fact that I have always done my absolute best to be as kind to that woman as I possibly could be. If I found that woman to be worth it, even before my wife, if I found the woman to be worthy, I would treat her as well as I could. I would outdo every other man that she could possibly be with. That was my goal. And uh, and But the thing about it is that You had to earn the right to receive that level of love from me. You know, you couldn't, I wasn't going to just do that for just anybody. I do it for somebody just because you got a big butt and a smile or just because, uh, you know, I think you're the only woman I can get. No, I did it because I I love myself enough to know that I have a standard that I set. And once you meet the standard and once I decide that you're it, oh, I'm all in. I'm going all in. I'm not holding nothing back at that point. So whenever you meet that person that's really worthy, first of all, set your standard high. Right, Set it Set it to a level that you're worthy of. Love yourself. Love yourself and set your standard appropriately. Not too high, but set it at a high a level that makes sense. And then when somebody meets that standard, I think that if you want that relationship to succeed, you should have an absolute love fest with that person. I think you should do everything you can to make that person happy, make them feel good, treat them well, make them say, damn, if I let her go, if I let him go, I can't find nobody that's really going to be there for me like that. Don't worry about all this talk about will you simping for that lady? Enough. Say yep, that's right. That she earned the prize, so I'm a simp for her. I will simp for my wife every single day of the week. Let me tell you, I I I love that lady, and and I I really just think that as, as black people, there's there's just healing to do. And, and and the advantage that I have over some of you, honestly, is that, you know, I'm a 51 year old man who's been a college professor for a long time. So not only am I older than a lot of you, but I've had a lot of years to really think deeply about a lot of stuff. And, uh, and and you'd be amazed at what you figure out about life if you just sit and think about things all the time. And um, and one thing I've definitely figured out is that a lot of the stuff that you're seeing on the Internet is absolute bullshit. And a lot of the people that are giving you relationship advice are either pandering to you and telling you what you, you what you want to hear. It's some pretty lady who's telling you that women ain't shit. And so all the men are hitting the like button or some handsome guy that you they, all the women want to sleep with. And he's telling you that the reason your relationships ain't working out is because is because of, because men, men are still boys and they weren't man enough for you and all this other stupid shit that isn't going to ever help you succeed in a relationship. All that is is opium for the masses. That's a drug. They're doping you up. They're doping you. They're giving you shots of of um, endorphins. And what's the other one? Dopamine. They're giving you shots of dopamine that make you feel good. Cause you imagine this sexy man that you would love to sleep with is, is saying all these things that's making you believe that none of your shit is ever your shit? That all your experiences are never your fault when you were the one that was in that shit every single time. And you need to be willing to do that work and take some accountability. A lot of people ain't ready to do that. And, and until, they, until you do that, you're never going to be happy. A lot of the people on the internet that are talking, believe me, I know them. I have created internet stars for good or bad. I've, I've literally had people that I put on my platform that became very famous after they came on my platform. And let me tell you, some of these people are not mentally healthy. So do not go to these people for advice. They do not have the credentials. And if you look at their personal lives, which I've had a chance to see, mo- many of them have really messed up personal lives. You don't want to be like some of these people. That's my two cents, guys. I'm done talking. I don't have anything else to say. Thank you all for listening, and uh, I hope that what I'm saying is taken with the intention that um, that I have. And. Uh And if you don't agree with me, that's okay too. All right. Anyway, uh, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my new book. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. It's kind of like the 48 Laws of Power, except for for black economics. So it's a black wealth training manual. It's an Amazon bestseller. I hope you'll feel free to go take a uh, take a look. Uh, Also, you can learn more. And uh, I have a list of A.I. stocks that you may want to take a look at that I think are going to do really well when the A.I. revolution takes off. So feel free to go to BoyceWatkins.com to take a look at that information. So uh, thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful day. I will see you all very, very soon. Take care now. Peace.
1: Here we are claiming the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power. Never be fake. Stick to coach for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs. Support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home got three degrees, triple 10. three PhDs, now we're on the CNN, DBTV, let's talk about negligence, ignorance is bliss, but we, we can, can turn, into turn into intelligence, please none of what you hear, half of what you see, let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV, here we are